the prayer. Dear friends in Christ, let us now listen attentively to the word of God, recalling how he saved his people throughout history and in the fullness of time sent his own son to be our redeemer. And now we hear the scripture readings. The scripture reading is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, beginning with the first verse. <clears throat> Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherded my people. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, <clears throat> and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer, or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The Gospel reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, beginning with the 18th verse. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now we join our voices in the singing of hymn number 275, Jesus Shall Reign.
please be seated. And we begin the sermon with a prayer. God, give us a clear vision of the truth, faith in your power, and confident assurance of your love. Amen. It is at about this time every year that we hear perhaps dozens of times that great line from Handel's Messiah, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he shall reign forever and ever. The preeminence and sovereignty of Jesus Christ comes to the fore on this particular day, known as Christ the King Sunday, or the reign of Christ. Countless millions may live as if Christ is not king, but this season of the year is a time to affirm that the Christ that they tend to disregard is still the king, the king of their lives. But going back to the king whom we celebrate today, the writer of Philippians tells us about Christ. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And further in Philippians, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Those we might say sound like idealistic words, words that uh, we can scarcely relate to right at this present time. So I have thought about the, the office and the title of king. It's greatly revered all down through history. You go back through the Old Testament and the New Testament, and the title of king was supreme. Now that was the, certainly the case in 1939, the royal visit. And during World War II, the king and queen came to visit Canada just a very short time, a couple of months before that war broke out. And I think a notable thing is that the king and queen, King George VI and Queen Elizabeth, refused to take refuge in Canada or elsewhere, but they remained in London during the Blitz. And uh, I have something here that has hung on our wall for a long time 
and it came from the home of one of the relatives before we got it. And this was something that King George said uh, on Christmas Day of 1939, the first Christmas of World War II. I'm sure you've heard the words before. Perhaps uh, they are worth relating now because they, uh, they give us something of the regal sense of the position that the king occupied at that time. I said to a man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than a light and safer than a known way. King George, Christmas of 1939, the king who died in February of 1952. So as I said, the king and queen took their position very seriously refusing, even during the Blitz, to leave London. They toured almost daily the sites where there had been devastating bombing, with no regard, really, for their own safety. And in 1953, a new queen, Queen Elizabeth II, who took seriously continues to take seriously her office, carrying on her duties with dignity. But the royal family, in spite of all their good deeds, at times have been reduced to mere celebrities, sometimes tarnished celebrities. So we have the thoughts of present royalty, but we come back to the title of King, King Jesus, King of our lives. As I said, idealistic words that we have heard in scripture, but then we come down to the present day, a time when we are bombarded uh, on every side with terrible, sometimes unbelievable news of cruelty and killings, cruelty that goes on in our world, not just in some far off Western state, but sometimes very close to us. And it leaves us at a loss as to what to do or say. But always remember this, that our inability to make things better is an opportunity for us to turn to the only one who can get us through this painful time. In the meantime, it's okay to question. It's okay to be angry with God for some of the things that happen. It's okay to feel helpless, but we are not hopeless. And when all around our soul gives way, 
He then is all our hope and stay. On Christ, the solid rock, we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Even when we don't feel the presence of God, when we can't feel that God is anywhere in what is happening, remember we are surrounded by God's love. Even when our grief is painful and seems endless, we will make it a step at a time. The words of one of the creeds, in life, in death, in life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Thus it is that we celebrate Christ the King, King of our lives, even in the valley of the shadow. Amen.